This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. What's new? Well, the Decibel Geek Podcast is new. Yeah, we're bringing you some new noise today. My name is Aaron Camaro. Right here, that's Chris Sinzak. Hola, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's going to be a fun one today. Yeah. This is something that people have said to us, you know, we like it when you do this. You just talk. You mm-hmm. just talk about current events, things that are going on. So when the people tell us what they like, we, we try to give them a little more of it. Yeah, it's a uh, new noise, new volume. Basically, talk about rock news, current rock news that's going on. Um, there's a special review of the Ace Fraley Spaceman album coming up later. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of a rant, but uh, you'll get all of it. Yeah, so then here's what we're going to do, because the rant has to do with the big Ear Peeler Podcast Kings tournament going on right now, and we actually recorded this the other night. So in tournament time, that was years ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so so we're going to come back at the halftime break and give you guys the up to the minute, you know, mm. a lot closer to the actual time of what's going on since then. So before we get to our awesome conversation today, and oh yeah, we're going to be talking about KISS. You know it. Want to take care of the business right now. Yeah, let's do it that way. Let's get it started. Here's some reviews that come to us from all our friends, all the people that love us. They want to give us some some support. Yeah. Support is what we need. Support's what lifts you up, right? It lifts you up and it keeps you up. That's the definition of support. Yes. That's what these people do. So let's see what we got here. This one is an iTunes review. All right. Don't have to break out the Kleenex or nothing. No. Let's see. It's uh, it's uh, one star. Mm. This is another one star review. Controversial. Yeah. We don't like these. Okay. Well, let's. I guess it's only fair. You know, you get a review, you got to read it. Let's see what it says. And it goes a little something like this. The worst show I've ever heard. They don't talk over the guests enough. Never reference meatloaf and have balanced audio. Total crap. Sincerely, Optimus Prime. Damn. Oh, man. We just can't win the bots over for anything, can we? Man, not even the king of them. Apparently, Jeez. Optimus, he's the man, right? Yeah. Well, I guess uh, let's Ouch. look to let's look to Facebook. Let's see what we got there instead. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, and I've got. Oh. That okay. So you got to read this one. It's a little bit longer, so I'm going to read it straight off the Facebook app. And if you go to facebook.com/decibelgeek, you can leave a review, or as they call them now, recommendations. Recommendations. Leave us a Facebook a recommendation. That Zuckerberg's always got to get get it confusing. This from comes from Joseph Capone, and he says, "I originally left a review about decibel." Geek on iTunes a few years back after being introduced to their show on the Inappropriate Earl podcast. Right on. After working my way through a huge chunk of the back catalog while rocking out to their latest and greatest, I decided I should probably show Chris and Aaron some love via Facebook recommendations as well. Simply put, for fans of hard rock and metal, this show has it all. From regular installments of the Radio Sucks episodes where they keep the true spirit of rock and roll alive by spinning the tunes corporate radio doesn't have the balls to play, mm. to their deep dives into the background and production of a specific release with one of its key contributors in the Albums Unleashed series. The geeks keep it fresh each week by filling our ears with some of the best, and if the show theme calls for it, worst, music that has ever been recorded. After each episode, I always manage to take away new knowledge in regards to old favorites or a new appreciation for something I may have never given a fair shake in the past. 
to fa- paraphrase the late John Lennon, all I am saying is give geeks a chance. Five star child guitar picks out of five. Sweet. That's a great review. Man, that warms the heart. That support lifts you up, keeps you there. Yeah, no thanks to you, Optimus. Yeah, no kidding. Learn a little something about leaving recommendations. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, I got another one for you. If that wasn't good enough, I mean, it's it's... It's a good thing this isn't a tournament. Right. <laughs> Who's got the best reviews? I don't know. I wouldn't be able to vote at all. But this one comes to us from Podchaser. It's five stars. Comes to us from Beaker. Goes like this. Decibel Geek hosts Chris and Aaron are the reason I got into podcasts. They were doing this before Eddie Trunk, before Jericho, and in my opinion, they are better. Real talk about rock from two big fans waving the flag for music we love. I never miss an episode. Kudos, gentlemen. Wow. That's another fantastic review. It's a great review from a Muppet. When you, yeah, I was going to say, when you say it goes like this. Something like that. Thanks, Beaker. Oh, that's awesome, man. A couple of great reviews and one that totally sucks. Yeah. Well, keep those reviews coming on iTunes and Podchaser. And, uh, yeah, Podchaser is really cool. You can you can even review uh, individual episodes. It's really great. I like that. That's very cool. Yeah, because people like the certain ones yeah. throughout the history, you know. And today we're going to be revisiting one of those. So before we get to that, of course, you know, there's a lot of great ways to help us out. We'll tell you all about that when we come back for our little break. But uh, here's the way people helped us out last week with our awesome episode we did with Aaron Baker mm-hmm. as he took us through his life and his journeys and how music played a role in that as he opened up his rock and roll diary to us and that was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, good response. And you know what? We're not the only ones that think so because we got a whole bunch of Geeks of the Week. Yeah, Geeks of the Week this week are Aaron Baker, Matt Ashcraft, Dan Nation, Mike Tyler, Andrew Jacobs, Simon Cat, Rock and Ron Runyon, Joe Royland, Sitting Spend with Joe, Victor Ruiz, The Bakery Podcast, James West, Joe Lascon, David Glenn, Rodney Dixon, Mikhail Burrell, James McElhaney, Sean Cullen, Todd Cunningham, Ernesto Aguiar, J.J. Mack, David Hudson from Digital Killed the Radio Star, and, of course, the, the Mooger Fooger. All right, so are you guys ready? I know we're ready to get to some new noise. Just remember, we're coming back at the halftime break. Going to give you the update yeah. on where we stand in the ear peeler, rocking whatever the hell's going on with it, yeah. pitting podcasts against podcasts in a total epic war where there can only be one. We hope to be the one standing on top of the mountain with a bloody sword in our hand, a la Man of War cover. Nice. When it's all said and done. All right, let's get to it. All right, you ready to do this? No, man, I'm busy. With what? I'm listening to Victor. You can listen to Victor another time. we got a show to oh, do. Man, but I'm so excited about the Ear Peeler Tournament. Oh, yeah, that. I haven't oh, heard they, anything about that yet. Are you kidding me? That's the biggest thing in rock. We're doing new noise today. We're talking about what's current in the world of rock and roll. What's the bigger story in the world of rock and roll than the Ear Peeler Tournament for the Podcast Kings Championship? Well, maybe you're right. There's nothing more important in the world. Not in my world. Yeah. After what we just been through with Pat Francis and Rock Solid, are you kidding me? It was a tough battle. 580 votes we got. Yeah. Holy shit. Thanks to all of you that voted for that. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was scared. I was scared there for a minute. I thought we were going to lose. 
Pat Francis, I mean, we we never lost the lead. Mm-mm. But, man, he, he crept up on us, man. He almost had it 50-50 there Very for a minute. Close. And talk about if we won with 580 votes, we barely beat him. Yeah. Barely. So we're going to need everybody to keep voting for us. Cause we're no now kidding. In, we're now in, as of this recording, we're in round four. And we're up against the Hard Rocking Trivia Show. And uh, yeah. we're hoping we can go to the next round. Which Mark Reseda, you know, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's our opponent this round. And, you know, we're not taking him lightly. Mm-mm. We just went through a hellacious battle. But, you know what, this is another show. They're really good. So I'm sure they've got their fans. Absolutely. So keep voting for us. Yeah, please do. This isn't going to be a cakewalk into the end. So where are we at in this tournament? I think we're we're winning up pretty good right now. All right, let me take a look. Well, who's who's left? Who's alive? Um. Well, So right now... Yeah. Let's see. We got Rock and or Roll, mm-hmm. our good friend BJ, yep. the ever-reluctant BJ, <laughs> against Metal Voice. And that Metal Voice show, man, they've had a huge turnout. I've and never even heard of it before I had neither until this tournament, but like uh, David Reese, who you know sang for Accept for, with uh, Eat the Heat yeah, and right. uh, Bangalore Choir, yeah. um, he's been like promoting the hell out of it. Oh, so nice. They've, he's actually, they've actually got celebrities promoting the... the yeah, we should have got that guy on our show a long time ago, huh? We'd only know Albums him. Unleashed for Eat the Heat. <laughs> Next week. Shit, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that anytime. I love that album. Me too. So then, you know, uh, right now it's 51 to 49 as we're doing this, mm. and uh, BJ's losing right now, oh, but, you know, we're big fans of BJ Kahuna. Totally. You know, he's a good friend of ours. We've all been on his show more than once. Yeah. And... Uh, I keep blowing them off. We're going to do a great white episode someday. Someday, Kahuna, we're going to do it. But you're going to pull through and hopefully win this one. Metal Voice, you know, that's got to be something worth checking out. Yeah, because, check I that mean, show out. They've lasted this long, so that means something. Yeah. And then you got us. We're against a hard rock and trivia show. We talked about that. Right now we're up 82 to 18%, but oh. it's only been 180 votes. Yeah, it's uh, the vote turnout's kind of low right now. As of the time you hear this, the the poll will be over. Right. So we're we're going to we're going to be promoting 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 on Facebook. So then we got something interesting here. Yeah. Then we got this is going to be our next opponents if we win. If we win, yes, this will be our next opponents. Podcast Versus the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Yeah, I haven't even decided who I'm going to vote for yet. Because they both mean a lot to me. I'm afraid of the KISS World Order. Me too. They're pretty scary. Because now that we realize that when it comes down to the KISS Podcast, that PodKist is truly the kings of them all. Mm -hmm. I got to imagine that all the KISS fans are going to be getting behind them. I would think so. Ken Mills has a giant following. Is our July strong enough? Yeah, that's a good question. If it comes if we have down to go to head that. to head with them, that's is good. That's our July be strong enough? Yeah, we've done a lot of Kiss content too, so you that's know, right. We take the Pepsi challenge and listen to both shows. We're almost a Kiss podcast. We, we kind of are. We kind of are. We're considered on message board to be a Kiss podcast. I'll see people, polls like, "Who's your favorite Kiss podcast?" and we'll somehow get written in by certain people. But right we're not on. really a Kiss podcast. But okay. For that month in July and at least one mention every episode. Yeah, we still pulled Kiss out of the hat, even not in July. Without even trying. Yeah. Well, we just, it just, just kiss, happens. We're, well, we're Kiss nerds. Yeah. It's just natural. So then we got, they're going up against uh, Rock and Metal Combat. and uh, Yeah, and the, they have a huge the, following. The not drama-free Rock and Metal, metal Combat podcast. You know, it's putting I, it mildly. 
so I mean, okay. Before we get into all that, let's just look yeah, at who go, else go is live. So then we got Zilch, which yep. is another Ken Mills podcast. It's a podcast. And that guy's stacking the deck. Yeah, stacking the deck against everybody else. We got the Zilch podcast against our good buddy Josh from Talk to Me. Yeah. I don't know who to tell you to vote for on this one. I voted Just for kidding. Josh. I voted for Josh, yeah. too, and I hope you do, too. I love the Monkees. Yeah. Not my most favorite band in the whole world, but I love the people that are involved with that show. I want to help Josh get the Monkees off his back. Yeah, totally. Josh deserves it. Vote yeah. for Talk To Me. Yeah, that's my opinion. All right, so that that's who's left. That's what's left in the tournament. The, those four matches will determine who goes on. Oh, yeah, so, so we're down to eight shows. Yeah, that's wow. right. The, the Elite, Elite Eight. eight. Wow. So, uh, it's cool to get this far. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it's been exciting. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I I found it exciting <laughs> and fun. How how have you been finding the Ear Peeler Podcasting <laughs> Tournament? Challenging. Challenging. <laughs> um, in more ways than one. Uh, yeah, there's been some drama behind the scenes, and, and I said I would address some of that today, and I will. I'm um, dying to hear about it. Well, it's just a, it's funny because it's like I'm addressing it, but as I've told the people that keep coming to me about it, I don't have anything to do with it. We don't have right. any beefs with anybody. Yeah, that's like I said. Chris Sinzak is my co-host, <laughs> not your therapist. Yeah, and I I love everybody that's involved in this thing. I, th- I think it's great. So um, why do you think we're having so many troubles now? You know, I mean, well, when we're all at the expo, everybody gets along. There, yeah. there have been no fist fights. No. I mean, nobody's even ever tried to beat up Michael Butler. I mean, no. if, if you can get past that, I mean, there's, there's some real brothers. There. Now, if Vinny had shown up, that would have been. A, no, but, uh, but no, it's. Uh, it took a look at Ian and Ralph. There right. might have been some. Yeah, that might thrown. not have gone over well. But uh, it. I don't know. It's it, it's hard to condense it all into a small amount of time. But essentially, you know, I think there's shows that are having beefs with each other, and some of these beefs go back, you know, well before this yeah. tournament, and um, or that this tournament's kind of brought them to life. So is it that the Rock and Metal Combat podcast is it because they're the bad guys? Well, they the self-proclaimed they, bad guys. They are the self-proclaimed <laughs> proclaimed bad guys, but I see they're, they also have a tender side, too. They do. I've well, been noticing through this tournament. And I want to say, Aaron and I both know Ian and Ralph personally. And we, like them we a like lot. We like them a lot. They're, they are good people. Some of the stuff they say on their show, you know, might rub you the wrong way. They can be a little, they can be abrasive. Um, if you don't like them, you know what you should do? Don't listen. Vote against them. Yeah. Don't listen to it and vote against them. Vote for the show you do love. Yeah. Don't talk shit. Yeah. The and and vice versa. Vice versa. Really? Because there vice versa. There are no guilt free parties in, no, the, in this no. whole mess. And I'm from what I've read and seen, yeah, there no, it's yeah. it's all going good on all sides there. And I'm including Ian and Ralph in this too. Um, I'm not defending one side or the other. It, it, every there's been a lot of bad form on a lot of people's parts, and it's just one of those things where it's like we can be better than this, guys. Right. I mean, it, it's it. This we're all middle-aged podcasters. There's no need for personal attacks. Even if you don't like what somebody says, let's not let's not handle something that you would handle with a fly swatter by getting a nuclear missile. Okay? <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. That's my that's my suggestion. I'm not telling you what to do. Do what you want because as I've told numerous people that have come to me this week, I have nothing to do with this. Right. Yeah. And people are making it. We're, about, we're competing in it just like you. Yeah, are. we are, and we're having fun with it. it it's all, in, in my opinion, it's good-natured ribbing between right, the shows. Yeah, that's what it should be. That's what you it know? should be. Don't be so freaking. Let's not get personal. That you you just freak out over yeah, stuff. Let's not get personal. Look, and look at us. People. I mean, we had Pat Francis. Yeah. Between those two shows, up to this point, had more votes than anything yeah. that had gone on in this tournament. It went over a thousand. That votes. was a serious, 
serious battle. It was. Did we ever talk shit about Pat no. Francis? No, we didn't have to. You know why? Because we're not relying on talking shit about Pat Francis. We're relying on our fans, our friends, yeah. our listeners and, to have our backs. And that's right. what it's all and, about. And, and my advice to any other show, you don't need to talk shit. I don't think like, all of our shows have loyal listeners that right. will vote for us either way. Right. Yeah. So why don't we just have fun with it? That's my that's my advice, um, and then there's also there's been there's been people that have been gumming up the works that aren't even podcasters in this whole thing, right? Turning yeah, people against each too. other, and I don't appreciate that. <clears throat> I really don't. Well, here's the thing about that: the only way somebody can turn you and twist you is if you let if them. you let them if you let them. It's it, you know words only have the power that you allow them to have. Exactly. So it's up to you how you react to something. It's not. It, the, somebody can can tell you you're an asshole. Okay, you, you can you can listen to that, but does that mean you necessarily have to go after them with, right. a, with I, a battle axe? I can name a hundred people that think I'm fucking awesome. Sure. I got this one guy that thinks I'm an asshole. You right. know? Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with the one hundred. None of us are gonna be liked by everybody. That's no. the simple fact. But it's one of those things where there's been some behind the scenes drama going on where people are being turned against each other, and then I got people coming to me. Because I'm the head of the expo saying, you know, we're not going to come if, if they come to the expo. Oh, or, there's going to be fist fights or, at yeah, the expo. Yeah, there's going to be fist fights. Or, do, you, or, do you think Aaron Camaro's got a connection on a wrestling ring? You damn right I got a connection on a wrestling ring. Not going to find I, room for a damn do wrestling Do I got to set that up in the middle of it? Jesus. Well, this was where the big pink tent would have been last year. Can't we just put the right. wrestling ring over here? But it's like, and then people asking, you know, for shows to be banned from the expo. I'm like, no. listen, listen. no. You can have a gripe, and it can be a well-thought-out gripe. But listen to me. I'm the guy who's running this damn thing, and I haven't banned anyone in two years of doing it, and I'm not going to start now. No, because if you were going to ban anybody, you'd have banned the combat podcast after the first year, the response they got. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't get banned then. They're not going to get banned now. I love everyone involved in this thing. Yes. And, yeah, some people are rough around the edges, and some people are going to say things you don't like and you don't agree with. But listen, guys. Don't be so tender. Don't break friendships over silly stuff like this. It's totally not worth it. It's just because you disagree with something, then just disagree and move on. Right. And if you and if and also if you're if you're going after somebody, you might be just giving them the attention that they're craving, and that's there really all you're there doing. You go. You're honestly giving you them go. what they want. Feed the monster. And this why is don't you? this is me being dad, I guess. But um, ah, that you asked yeah, for it, then, didn't you? <laughs> but no, my words, some kids. My word weighs no more than anyone else's. You can tell me I'm a fucking idiot. I don't care. That's fine. But exactly, I'm, give, I'm giving there's you my two cents. People, I think you're kick ass. Well, great. I'm happy for those hundred people. Yeah, but don't like, be sad for the one. That's my opinion. Focus on the people that love you and love your show. And fuck, who cares about the rest? Exactly. If you get tied up and worrying about who doesn't like you, then then you're just going to drive yourself crazy. It's the truth. Yeah. You can't lie What we talked about on that episode that you came up with that thing, was it psychological vampires? Oh, yeah, there's psychic vampires yeah. going on in here. Yeah, it's like people they that are, that are they're sucking the goodness out of you and you're allowing oh, yeah. it to happen. Don't let, that, don't let people take the good out of you. It's no. not worth it. And, you know, and I can't be as eloquent and as good-hearted as, good, uh, as Ken Mills, but I'm doing my best. Ken Mills is is the example we all should live by. He is always positive. He loves what he does with pie. And we all got into this to have fun right. and to have a release from stress. Yeah. If you're letting your podcast and the podcasting world stress you out, that's a problem. Pat Francis stressed me out. Yeah. <laughs> but as an example. I won't lie about that. As an example, when, when the tournament was decided, he sent me a nice text saying, congrats, that was a hard-fought battle. I'm going to vote for you from here on out. Right on. That's the way That's we cool. all should be acting. 
in my opinion. Yeah, I, that's I, right. Yeah. Everybody that is lost should be voting for Decibel Geek. Yeah, and I've got some... <laughs> if, uh, I'm not going to lie. We want to win. Of course we do. Yeah. Everybody wants to win. Well, that's the beauty of it because like my wife said, she's like, you know, well, what do you win if you win? Because you know, <laughs> she's seen I was excited about this whole thing. Sure. What do you win? I said prestige <laughs> she's like well what makes it prestigious just the names of the people that are in it make it prestigious whether you were eliminated in the first round whether you're still alive yeah they're all cool the fact that you're in this is what makes it prestigious sure. you know and that's the beauty of it all so if basically if you're talking shit about somebody else that's in it you're talking shit about yourself because you're taken away from the prestige well maybe it's not as prestigious because you guys are in it well that only takes a bite at yourself Right. You know, it's only as prestigious as it is because everybody in it is fucking awesome. Everybody. And I and I, everyone that I've talked to, even those of you that are fighting amongst each other, I love you all. You're all good people. Even the ones you don't agree with, they're all good people. I wouldn't be involved with any of them if they weren't. But now as far as as far as Ian and Ralph go cuz I have a lot of people coming to me about Ian and Ralph and and they know this. Look, I know them. Aaron knows them. They're not bad people. You no. may you may disagree with what they say. Honestly, I've disagreed with some of the stuff they've said through this process. But I've told people I'm not going to not be friends with somebody because I disagree with something no they way. said. But either way, guys, I'm happy to talk to you about podcasting. I'm happy to talk to you about the expo. But please take a breath, relax, and let's not try to draw lines in the sand. Let's just go through this tournament, have fun, and chill. That's right. That's all we need to do, guys. Yeah. Because what are you going to fight about when we win it anyway? And Because and, and, right. we're going to win either way. It's, it's obviously rigged for us to win, right? As what? some of you have told me. Well, yeah. Based on popularity of awesome podcasts. Yeah. And we're in the tournament with the most awesome podcasts in the world. So we have to win it. So that when 2019 comes, we wear our referee shirts out in the parking lot or oh, wherever geez. the expo's at. It's going to be great. But guys, we're having fun with this. You should too. Seriously. Right. Let's, it's not worth all this drama. No. Um, and I, so I hope things will there, chill, chill out. For out of all the now. podcasts that are left, if any of them beat us, I'm not going to hate that show. No. It's stupid to like be if, that way. If we get knocked out by podcast at next year's expo, I'm like, I ain't going to fucking talk to Ken Mills because he beat us in the fucking tournament. No. I'm going to be like, dude. I'm honored to have lost to that guy. Combat podcast, same thing. Yeah. BJ Kahuna, talk to me. I'm cheering any for any of them. I'm guys. cheering for everybody. At this point, I would be proud to lose to any one of these. Every every one of them. And I'm not saying that I'm okay with it. No. We but said I, but if that's We said proud, if, not overjoyed. If, if that's <laughs> if that's the way it turns out, I got no problem with any of them. Right. You know what? We could have lost in the first round and I'd been like, you know what? That must be one fucking awesome show yeah. to have beaten us that so, way. So, so let me. And as far as the expo goes, guys, yeah, it's gonna happen next year. You're damn right. It I is. was on the fence this week. I will be honest. Your sissy bullshit will not stop the expo. But, Knock it off. But it was. Uh, it's not worth it. The expo's got a great future. I think we're gonna have a great time next year. And, I will not um, allow anybody to fight in the parking lot. No, it's not. I don't think it's going to come to that. I think we're all going to. I think cooler heads will prevail. Totally, we're all going to have fun. No one's getting banned. We're all just going to. We're going to let this go. At the end, done. they're going to just be like, "Well, we knew Decibel Geek was going to win anyway. Why did we even do this? Let's all hug it out." I love how you're trying to stir. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, everybody else seems to be having so, so everybody, much fun. chill out and focus your hate right. on us. Well, then, speaking of stirring shit, man, Mitch, I told you I loved you. I really do. Oh, yeah. We're I'm the, I'm the guy that loves Mitch LaFon. Everybody else picks on him, but I still love him. I was just messing with you, buddy. Hey, we, I, I, uh, my hat's off to him for that Paul Stanley interview. He did a great job. Fuck yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, look, guys, it's all podcasting. It's honestly should be all in fun. Let's relax. That's what this is all about. Yeah. We're just having fun with it. Win, lose, draw, whatever. And the expo will take place. There will be some changes next year for my own sanity's sake. Right. But it's stuff I've been thinking about for a while. This is not like the tipping point or anything. Uh, but yeah, it's going to have to be done differently next year. But it'll okay. still be a great time if you can well, join us. We'll find out about all that when it comes to it. Yeah, I'll announce it as we go. But the uh, beauty of it is, it's here in Nashville, and those changes really don't affect me too much. No, I don't think so. Okay, good. I am going to bring Eddie Trunk in as MC, though. No, I'm just kidding. Do we get a bigger table this year if we win the tournament? Does what, the winner of the tournament get a bigger table? That doesn't help us because we don't sit at the table anyway. Oh, that's true. I didn't sit at our table once this past Michael year. Michael Butler would be like, "My table ain't good enough." Where did you stand in the ear peeler tournament? Who did you ever beat? I beat myself. <laughs> you gotta have fun with Send it. Send your right? complaints to Facebook page, please. Leave me I'm out of it. I'm only teasing. But not, I'm only teasing. But yeah, I'm happy to talk to anybody. But guys, just to, don't bring your gripes to me about it because I have nothing to do with it, really. I can't believe Cobras and Fire's out already. I know. I was hoping they would have gone a lot further. I thought they were. It was going to be Cobras and Fire and Combat or Podkist. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's all insane to me. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. This is the thing you can take away from this whole beginning 20 minutes of this show. This is what you can take away is vote for Decibel Geek. Yeah. Pause this. Do it. Come back. Enjoy. What else we got going on? <sighs> you got it all? You feel good? Yeah, I'm good. Is I mean, there anything I, left? No, I think I've said my piece on it. and uh, like I, But like I've said, it's, it's just my opinion. You guys have your own. Just, right. But just go on about it. Let's everybody chill out. But it makes me feel sad because you come to me and you're like, man, all these people are on my ass about this fucking tournament. It ain't your tournament. It's not. It's fixed tournament. Yeah, go to Victor. <laughs> and it's and it's an awesome tournament. You know, you shouldn't even have to go to Victor. You just yeah. be like, I did my best. I won. I lost. Whatever. You and, know. And whether and whether you you know agree. at the end of it all, if you win, you still got to make your own fucking trophy. Well, we are exactly. Yeah. Because we're going to win should it. Should we do a trophy or should we do, like, crowns? Crowns? Yeah. Why not go all out? I Maybe, think Burger King's you know still what? open. You know what we got to do? We got to figure out how to get Vic here from Spain for Rock and Pod 3. Mm-hmm. And, like, the main portion of Rock and Pod 3, like, after all the mm-hmm. famous rock stars have been interviewed and mm-hmm. after the, you know, all that stuff goes on, the coronation. <laughs> You're going to break out the fur coat? <laughs> The coronation. Get the sash made and everything. Ralph and Ian fucking put our crowns on our heads, have have Ken Mills, you know, put the swords to our shoulders, have have talked to me and BJ, you know, throw flowers up for it. It'll be awesome. Delusions of Grant. <laughs> we'll find out if they're delusions or not. I believe in our listeners. I love as, it. As we found out yeah. as we faced me off too. against Rock Solid. I love everybody involved, but we want to win. <laughs> Man. That 580 votes, man, it made my cool. heart like almost break my ribs. Well, let's see if we can do better. By the time you're hearing this, if we made it through this round, um, we'll be into the next round against either Podcast or Rock and Metal. We want your vote. Yeah, because we need to put them down. We can't let the Kiss World Order take over. Oh, my God, Kiss. And we can't let the bad guys win. We're the good guys. We got to win, right? Are That's we the, the good guys? We are the good guys. Oh, okay. Have we ever talked shit about Poison? Have we ever talked shit about Sammy Hagar? 
Mm, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see who's next. A oh, little, yeah, I guess we a did. A little. Well, I guess we did a little. Not on not on their level. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's all good. Every, everybody just everybody have fun in my life. Vote for the good guys. Yeah. Vote for Decibel Geek. We get it. We need you. And I agree. We need you. Yeah, we do. Okay, so new noise. Okay, we're all done. right. We're done with all the drama. The, the big news stories out of the way. What else we got going yeah, on? We so, got any Kiss stuff going on? Of course we do. <laughs> Uh, so I've been wanting to, to get our take on uh, Kiss announcing the end of the road tour. Oh man! What's your take on this? It breaks my heart. Really? Kiss is supposed to stay thirty forever, you know, and never grow old, and never go away, and never stop touring. And it it makes me sad, is what it does. I think I have a different opinion. I'm sure you do, yeah. but you know, I'm just saying, like, as a true Kiss fan that I am, it just it makes me sad. You know, yes, I know it's time. It's equivalent to putting a dog down. I think for me, <laughs> yeah, that's a is, good way of is it. what it is for me. It's the equivalent of putting a dog down. You love this animal, you know, dog, cat, whatever, pet, something that's become part of your life, you mm-hmm. know, and. It's been such an important part of your life. I mean, even more so than a dog, because Kiss has been around longer than most dogs have. That's true. So it's a dog that lived extra, extra long. It's been with you your whole life. You know, it's meant so much to you. Yeah. And now you have to make the choice and say, I don't have a choice no more. It's time to put them down. You know, the dog is telling you it's time for me to be put down. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's the end, and it sucks. Do you really think it's the end? Well, it's the end of Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer, right? And then they're going to go back out with Ace Frehley and Peter Chris and be like, this is the Farewell Tour Part 6. I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing surprises me with Kiss anymore. Well, I mean, they did it back in the day, the Farewell to Ace and Pete. Yeah. I don't, now they do the Farewell and be like, oh, well, that was just to that version of the band, and now... <laughs> right. Now we're reunited again with the original guys, and yeah. we're ready to go. I'll make the statement I always make. If you want to go see Kiss and see them live, and if you've never seen Kiss, I encourage you to do see it, them live. Do it, Because it's worth seeing once. Oh, totally. But uh, for me, as a fan, um, Kiss as a touring entity stopped uh, almost 10 years ago to me. So you will not? No. Not at all? Nope, not going. They come to Nashville? Yep. You're not going? No. I, I saw a, a good a good entertaining Kiss show in 2009, and that's enough for me. Uh, but isn't that enough to keep it in your mind and go, I know what Kiss was. You know, I know what they used to be able to do. I understand that what I'm about to see is the last hurrah, the, the best of what they got left. That's not And I'm going to enjoy it for what it is because this is me saying goodbye just ever being able to see Kiss live again. I said my goodbye in 2009. I uh, I was Did happy. Did you leave that night and say, I know this is the last oh, yeah. time I'm ever going to see Absolutely. Kiss? Absolutely. I told my son that night as we walked to the parking lot. And I and he was like, why are you saying that? I was like, I, I had fun, but I, have, I know that it's going to go downhill from here. I just knew. Okay, what if uh, they announced somewhere down the line that they're coming to Nashville and Ace and Peter are going to be there in no. full get-up? What? Uh, no. What? I don't think they can deliver a, a, an entertaining top flight show that I would would hope to get from them. It's but, like, but you can't set your your good memories aside. I still for have something like no, that. I have my good memories. I'm totally cool with that. 
I'm telling you this. If they announce that Ace Fraley and Peter Chris are playing with Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley tomorrow night and at the yeah. Bridgestone Arena, You're gonna go. I'm fucking there. Well, have fun. I hope you have a great time. I'm like, Chris, I got an extra ticket. You're like, no, I won't. Maybe for free. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm just. I would totally buy a ticket for that. I don't know. I'm, even if it's, uh, you know what? And I'm even saying, even if it's Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer along with them, the way we all know it's Eric going and to Tommy be. Tommy aren't my problem. No, that's that's not my problem at all. You know, those guys are fucking awesome. You know, yeah. they're they're doing really good. They're great players. But uh, I still want to go just because I know, you know, this is the last chance I'm ever going to have to see Kiss. I. That's just gone for me, man. I guess the last Kiss show I went to, I didn't walk out and go, this is the last time I ever want to see this Well, band. Then, then you're not done. Then I'm not done. And I don't view it as a awesome. sad thing that I don't want to see them. It's fine. Do you feel sad that there's going to be no more Kiss? Because mm. I think that's what makes me the most sad. It's not that like, oh, I really want to see them because they're touring and they're firing on all man, cylinders. And That band's given me so much joy over the years. They don't owe me a thing. Damn straight. I, I don't expect anything from them anymore. I don't. Damn straight. They, That's fucking they, awesome, they, dude. Monster was the last album they did. I'm totally cool with that being the last album they ever do. Honestly, we. I think we expect too much of the bands we love. I really do. Sometimes, I, if they're ready to hang it up, my hats off to them. I just don't. I just don't feel the need to be there. That's but all. let's let's sit down and make a tally of every penny we've ever spent on oh, Kiss God. between the two of us. <laughs> I'd be a very rich man if I had all that money back. Believe I've spent a lot. Like, give me all my kiss money back, and I'll but pay listen, off my house. <laughs> musical releases, you know, remastered or you know, bonus tracks and stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a first day buyer. Fuck yeah! So I'm not. I'm. I'm still a Kiss fan. I Kiss. Kiss will never not be my favorite band. Maybe Kiss will still get together and put out new albums. Maybe it's I would the love touring. That. Maybe it's the touring. Well, that's of it my that thing. Kills them. Because yeah. you know, Paul Stanley can get in the studio and deliver it. He can make it work. You know, give the guy some rest, some time to heal up. Let him get in the studio. Feeling comfortable and doing it, I'd buy but it. But look what Paul Stanley's doing; he's singing every night live concerts. That's yeah, that's part of my problem. Every night, he's killed his vocal cords. And so, give a guy a chance to heal up and do something special yeah. every once in a while. I, and like, you know? I, I don't begrudge them continuing. It's fine. It's their job. It's their band. That's not up to me what they do. Yeah, because everybody else would be damn upset that Kiss is going away. I don't view this as a giant sad event though you I don't, really, I don't. really no they've done enough for me man i totally get that sentiment yeah. you know you're right you're 100 percent right kiss doesn't fucking owe us anything anymore because of all but the, i mean because of being there our yeah. whole lives you know when nobody else was there for me kiss was yeah you know so no, the band's got in, me in that sentiment you're right they don't owe us but a fucking it, thing I, but i don't view me not going as a slap in their face or anything i don't and i don't think they would view it that way either I think, and Paul's made it clear. He's like, if you want to come to the show, great. If if not, you know, thanks for all the years you supported us. They're, they're, when Gene Simmons was looking at that paycheck at the end, of the night, he's like, "Hmm, Chris Sinzak wasn't here." <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure he's thinking that. But he sees that extra seventy two dollars missing. I, it would take a lot. I mean, I would have to see real proof in the pudding that they're doing it for the diehards because we're the we're the diehards. I don't believe That's a great point too. I don't believe anything they've done in the last in the last few years has been for the diehards. They're doing it for the casual fan who's never seen them. And in that respect, to say, okay, this is the end. Yeah. And if the logic behind playing rock and roll all night, Detroit Rock City, you know, shout it out loud, all the songs that you have to play right. is to 
grab the audience that maybe peripherally may have heard this somewhere mm-hmm. or to draw somebody new in with these classic songs that somebody's going to say, oh, I know that song. I've heard that a million times. Yeah. If this truly is the end, then you're not fishing for new fans, right? Shouldn't you give it you to You would the- think that, but they're not. I mean, I've listened to Paul's interviews. He's there from what, from what I'm gleaning from what they've said so far is it's going to be pretty much more of the same. It's going to be the same. It's going to be Kiss's greatest hits. It's going to be the same set list. Uh-huh. It's going to cater to the and then like and they talk about a new stage show and but they're just saying more bombs, more explosions. I'm like that's not really what that's I want. That's not what it's about to guys like us. Bring a lighted logo love- out. Bring bring actual props. Bring back the Kiss Alive 2 stage. Do something like you know, that do, or um do something iconic. When what year was Kiss the biggest they ever were? 77, right? Well, you could almost argue that it was 96. I mean, well, they were almost know, bigger then instance, than they were in the 70s. Because yeah. the legend was so big. But if you're talking about the heyday of, of the yeah. original Kiss. Yeah, their top prime form. Yeah, yeah. Love Gun Tour. You open yeah. that Kiss Live Easily. 2 album. That's, yeah. that's what you peak. ought to do. Yeah, that's, what that's my opinion. If they did something like a stage like that, or um, do a video tribute to Eric Carr during the show, because he yeah. deserved like, actually celebrate their entire history. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if Vinnie Vincent was there? Then would you go? I think Vinnie should be involved. I know you do. And I'm, that's why I'm asking you. If if they said we're bringing Vinnie Vincent out on stage for a portion of this show in his full Egyptian yeah. warrior get and, up, and Bruce would, you go, would you go then? And Bruce Kulick. Well, then, I they mean... They got to celebrate all eras to get me to go. We've talked about this before. And ultimately, the ultimate way to go out would be to, like you say, you start at current day. Yeah, and go Here's backwards. the current band. And then you go back to, like, the revenge era. Yeah. And then you go back to, like, the crazy nights era. You know, asylum, all that. uh, Animalized. And then you go back to the creatures. Yeah. And the lick it up with Vinnie Vincent and the makeup. You know, and then Vinnie Vincent actually, every, there's, there's wardrobe changes going on here. This shit shit would have to put Cher to shame. You oh, yeah, absolutely. And and so then, like, every time... And then at the very, very end of the concert, mm-hmm. the it's original the guys. candles. Yeah. It's the fucking candles. A and, bare bones set. Little, el- little else. Yep, the alive know? set. Yeah. Yeah. And Moose or Kento back there, you know, lighting Oh, yeah. I would, if Moose is there, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, totally. But, like, it, it, need, it would need to cater to diehards, and it would have to be that kind that of show. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would be, but I don't think it's happening. Well, I don't think it's logistically <laughs> possible. <laughs> sure it is. I mean, I guess if you want to wait five minutes in between sets, well, well it'd have to be more than that. Even at the least of, you know, bringing out guests and stuff like that. But, like, it would have to celebrate all years of the band. I would and, like that. And and with multiple people singing to take the strain off of Paul Stanley. Yeah. Because if Paul Stanley's singing 75% of the set, I'm not there. Well, Kiss's songs are almost 75% Paul Stanley songs. But if you had Peter and Ace involved with Gene, yeah. then you could... You could you could even with the current lineup, if you let Tommy and Eric sing some of their songs from Sonic Boom and Monster, even it would take the heat off of Paul. Yeah, and it would space it out. Like if I have to deal with Paul singing you know every and few that, songs, and that I'm would fine. satisfy the people that are fans of of, of the now version yes. of Kiss. Well, you know, what, the version we've had for the last well, good God, how many years? One of the biggest gripes I have about the current lineup is they, in my you know, and if some people are going to disagree with me. I thought Sonic Boom and Monster were both good albums. Yeah, I agree. Why the fuck are you not playing stuff off of those records? And I know Paul's like, well, you know, you got to play those for years to to get, you know, to make them classics. But then he contradicts himself and he's like, well, Psycho Circus has kind of become a classic. And it's like, you could have been playing those songs this whole time, dude. Right. 
You know, yeah. Sonic Boom came out in 2009. If, if that's the truth, then why wouldn't you put the to pick your favorite ones off those albums and put the time into yeah, pe- and making, just keep them, playing making them. them classics? Yeah, play them regularly. People will get this. into them. If nothing else, just let the Gene Simmons band get those guys together and be like, you guys put together the playlist. Oh, See, I, at this point, I would rather see Gene's band than see Kiss. Totally, because that's what you're going to get with Gene's band. Yeah. Because those guys, and we've talked about a million times on this show, those guys care. You know, they're oh, yeah. real Kiss fans, them. just like just like those of us that are feeling like they're real Kiss fans have been there for a long time. Yep. Really get into the discography, know all the songs, have your favorites, and they're probably not rock and roll all night and shout it out loud. Right. You know, or Beth. So. You know, those everybody's got their favorite Kiss songs, and they're all different yep. because there's so many Kiss songs mm-hmm. to choose from. And again, you know, back to your point, they don't owe us nothing because look at the catalog they've given us. Right. And so everybody's got their favorites, so pick and choose some weird stuff and throw well, it in Well, and there. it always cracks me up that Paul Stanley's like, we're going to play the hits. And I'm like, oh, so you're going to play forever? And, yeah, uh, no, and oh, yeah. Like, no, you're not. You're not going to play Reason to Live. Tears Are Falling was a hit. You don't yeah, ever fucking totally play was. that song. Maybe that irritates the shit out of me. When Maybe he says we'll that. do Heaven's on Fire. The last time I checked, Hundred Thousand Years was not a hit. No, but you fuckers play it all the time. It's a hit with me. Well, I love it, but it's just like the just the the, the hypocrisy of some of the stuff he says. It's like, come on, Paul. Eh, what are you gonna do? You know. But that's I don't know. I guess like I said, like I said at the beginning, if you want to go see him on this tour, have a blast. I am not going to look down on you one bit. I hope you have a great time, you know. And I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they do a set where it celebrates the whole band. Yeah. And maybe and you know, and if they do, then maybe I'll show up. But it's they don't owe me anything, so nah. it's it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's I think yeah, all good points. I've still on got this, my I Kissologies. Think. I can watch Kiss and at their peak whenever I want. Right. You know, it's fine. But you're not feeling a little sad? Not really. Huh. I mean, I, I, I love them. I always will. But you like heartless no. bastard. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will always love Kiss. But it's, I think it's past time for them to stop touring. I just, I just think it's it's just so done. It's yeah. just, and it's not a big deal. Every, every band stops at some point. People need to get a grip on that. Well, I'm going, damn it. Well, have fun. Because I got to go see them one last time. Yeah. Okay. Bigger bombs, bigger explosions. See, I kind of went through all this in 2000. Showed it all loud. You'd rock and roll all night, right, confetti? Yeah. And now, Deep Thoughts with Ace Fraley. This happens to be a Cat Stevens album, and uh, I just wanted to say, hey, don't. <laughs> the one. Metallica. June 28th at Louisville Gardens, Metallica. Metallica's Damage Justice Tour. Metallica brings their message to the millions. Metallica, with very special guests, The Cults. The Cults. Tickets on sale Friday at the Gardens Box Office. All tickets on and ticket master locations are charged. 589 Metallica is coming. Brought to you by Sunshine Promotions.
right, before we get back to the new noise, as promised, we're going to take that quick break. So where are we at? What's going on? You got it open? With the ear peeler yeah, tournament? Yeah, let's look. Yeah, let's look. Let's do it live up to up to the minute here. Where are we at right now? Yeah. So this is, uh, if you're not familiar, go to Ear Peeler uh, on Facebook, and they have all the polls. We It started out with 64 right, shows, yeah. and now we're down to the final four, and we're one wow. of the final four. Yeah, we are. Which is really great. Okay. But as it stands right now, we're not winning. Yeah, I know. We are losing 49 to 51%. Yeah, we're, it's a tight race. And Rock and Metal Combat, they've got a huge following, and they got a rabid following. And, yeah, and we knew it was going to be a battle with these guys. And so this has been a real battle, and it's gone back and forth a lot just today. And if yeah. you're hearing this as of release date, I think it ends on Wednesday evening. you so. got time. Stop right now. Pause this. Go vote. Come back. Listen to the rest. Yeah, just go in there and vote. Share the poll. Tell people to vote for Decibel Geek. We need all the help we can get on this one. Seriously, these guys are the bad boys of podcasting you know and people have called us the good guys so you want to see the good guys win right so you got to vote for us that's right it's so easy to do just uh go to decibel geek on the facebook and i'm sure it's right up on the top sharing it multiple times all day every day go to go to chris's personal page go to mine we're all we really want to win this thing and we think we think we got a pretty good shot at it if we could just get past rock and metal combat podcast and don't and if you if you voted in a previous round where we were up against somebody else it doesn't carry over so you have to vote on this round yeah yeah that's i just want to make that clear because i talked to some people earlier they're like well i voted for you you know last week i'm like it's different different match right right. i know and it's funny we were talking about it even earlier just a few minutes ago about how wow you know 580 votes boy we're the man we're the man you know It wasn't too long after we recorded that we looked and seen what Podkist and Ralph and Ian were doing mm-hmm. vote-wise, and we were like, oh, damn, we just got humbled. Yeah, and there's a lot <laughs> of you guys. We were top 580 up to that point, not yeah. very long after. Yeah, and we're, there's a lot of you guys that listen to this, so if you're on Facebook, just go, and all you have to do is just click on the Decibel Geek picture, yeah. the logo. You don't even got to go to a website. Nope. You don't have to sign your name or your email address or nope, nothing it's nothing. just click and then once it comes up and you see the percentages yep. hopefully you're looking at it and you're seeing decibel geek is up ahead by a little bit yeah but you see the percentages you know you voted yep that's all Simple. there is to it that's very it. easy and then you go back and check and just follow up and see how we're doing yeah we want the bragging rights you know yeah and hopefully hopefully check up with us after this round's over when we're in the finals yeah hopefully please. that I'd... depends on you people to help us it out totally depends on you it's, it's out of our hands we've already had some great people vote for us oh, yeah. i mean Cher voted for us yeah. and uh michael wagner michael wagner voted for sandy us Gennaro. i mean come on sandy Gennaro, yeah. perry richardson christopher williams from accept yeah. i mean come on if these people are voting for us they know a little something about entertainment yeah. you know they know a little something about rock and roll yeah we don't ask for much we do but we want your vote right yeah we really really do yeah so i guess what else uh we got rock and ron and the coon brothers on decibel geek tv on the facebook you got to mm-hmm. check that out um all our good brothers that fell before us in the tournament we we raise a toast to all of you yeah, definitely. That's the reason this whole tournament is prestigious is because of the people, the shows that made it up. You know, that's the prestige in winning it. That's why we want it so much. Definitely. Um, you want to help us out just a little bit more? Just a little bit more? You go to Amazon, you do your shopping, you go through the decibelgeek.com website, you go there, you click on the Amazon banner, it takes you there, you do your shopping, doesn't cost you anything extra. 
And he gives us the list. Yeah, we get a list of everything you buy. And some of the more notable purchases in the past week include in books, soundtrack of our youth, history of hair metal music was bought. That's cool. Uh, and camera, three-pack replacement batteries for a select digital Canon camera was bought. For taking pictures of things that are metal. Yeah. Uh, an OtterBox Defender Series case for your Samsung Galaxy Note 9. You've got yeah, to protect yeah. your phone. Amazon Basics backpack for laptops up to 17 inches. <laughs> Uh, curb chain necklace for men, stainless steel biker punk style. All right, cool. Rock uh, out. Uh, Waste King garbage disposal with exclusive <laughs> silencer technology. I'm assuming that's a good garbage disposal. I don't know. Silencer technology. And in music, uh, A Star is Born, the original motion picture soundtrack. That's the uh, movie with Lady Gaga that's out right now. Uh, okay. LA, LA right. Guns, The Missing Piece was bought. That's awesome. Epica, the Solace System. That's a good band. I like Epica. I like their stuff. And then finishing it off this week is Blue Oyster Cult with Secret Treaties. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about that Secret Treaties album too much, but there's some pretty awesome songs on that. I think we should do a heavier side of Blue Oyster Cult sometime. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. That is easy. We've never really featured that's all them. the That's all the Blue Oyster Cult songs on my iPod. Oh, really? That's the heavier we'll just, side. Yeah, we'll just reference your iPod. Yeah, totally. Before we get back to it, I just want to remind you guys, of course, we've got our VIP program. That's our buddy system. You know, we, we like to run things past them before we're doing anything we we know they're the first ones to vote for us in the ear peeler podcast kings tournament we know Mm -hmm. they got our backs we got their backs i just released two full chris and aaron episodes for them number 82 and number 83 so that's what we're up to there not to mention all the other cool stuff we've done for our vips and it's all still available you can listen to this stuff there's what Got to be over 100 hours of entertainment there, right? Oh, so easily. What's there now? There's a lot. So you go back to the beginning, you can check it all out. That's pretty funny stuff. We really cut loose on VIP. And, uh, yeah, you can either easily do that by visiting patreon.com and looking up Decibel Geek and signing up for the uh, the level that works for you. None of it's expensive. It's all well worth it. The VIPs love it. We love doing it for them. So become one real quick before we get back to the conversation i did put out a call when we originally had the idea to do a new noise thing for if anybody had some stuff to suggest okay and i want to just go over a few things that were brought up just so oh. i don't so people don't feel left out you went in such a rage you forgot things. i did so but I, i'm trying to make up for it right now um, everybody seems to be getting along now yeah if the, people are going doing pretty well now um but yeah a lot of it's just feedback on stuff but uh any chance you could hint at possible albums unleashed episodes not yet but there there are some that are um we're looking at booking people for Well, them. I've got a massive list. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad idea for an episode. Our, You and I each pick five albums unleashed that we love to do. Pick oh, like a song a wish off list? It. Yeah. Do uh, albums unleashed wish list. That sounds cool. Ah, fun. One, Craig Bowen just said Super Suckers. Oh, shit. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Rich Dillon says CGCM podcast is always a great topic. I oh, guess. yeah. We do love he those He just guys. tricked you into dropping their names. And I did. <laughs> James West said, just finishing listening to the Pantera episode for the third time. Thank you very right much. Uh, just hitting a few of these right now. But uh, give a shout. Adam Cox says, give a shout out to Throne of Malediction. I've been reading something about that. Eric Sartana Horner is a huge supporter of the podcast. That's his, right. His latest EP was reviewed by me this week. So go to decibelgeek.com and check out that. That's where I was reading it. Decibelgeek.com, of course. So just want to get those in before we get back into the show. That's cool. I like, I like these free forms. Just bullshit episodes They're where fun. we're just no work, no work, just fun. So back to more bullshit. Oh, before that, <laughs> hey, don't forget to vote for us, please. We're gonna lose if you guys don't pull it together for us. We need you. We need you so bad now more than ever. Help us.
Fraley was on Jimmy Pardo's show today. I know. I read that right before we started recording, and I immediately set it up to download, so I haven't heard it yet. Well, there was a... There was so a, don't spoil that uh, for me like you did the album. Uh, I wanted to. But, yeah, I'll tell you to listen to it. There's some, there's some funny stuff in this on that interview. It's great. I'm glad Jimmy Pardo wasn't in the uh, Ear Peeler Podcast Kings Tournament. We'd all be dead meat. Oh, man. Okay, so that's our thoughts on the Farewell Tour. So, since we were just mentioning you spoiling Ace Fraley album for me, you <laughs> want to get right into guy? that? All right. Because I'm the kind of guy, this is this is how this went down. I'm the kind of guy, when it's a special album, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the songs ahead of time. I did it with Enough's Enough. Yeah. When Chip came out with that new album with this awesome new band, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear any of the songs. I didn't listen to Diamond Boy ahead of time when it was released. I purposely avoided it on Facebook so I wouldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to wait till the day came. So I did the pre-order. The album showed up on the day that it was release date. Mm-hmm. And I put it in and listened to the whole thing in its entirety. And that's the way I like to do it. I pull out this sleeve out of the CD. I'm looking at the lyrics. I'm looking at the things that are written about the band. You know, things that are going on. Little things that you might be able to use someday on your podcast right. that's the way i like to do it i do that with certain artists because they mean a lot to me so when you came over here that day going <laughs> i got the new ace Frehley album yeah. i got it on my phone i'm like wait a minute <laughs> i was kind of waiting for a release date to listen to the whole thing like yeah but you heard the song bronx boy no i didn't hear the song bronx boy because i haven't listened to this and you you tempt her. Mm-hmm. You made me listen to it. There's still a couple songs you haven't heard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of previewed it, most of it for you. <laughs> I tell you, I like what I heard. So we're, I we're liked gonna, it a lot. So we're going to get into my review. First thing I'd like to say is on the cover of the album, man, forget what Cobras and Fires say. He looks awesome. I love it. Silver suit. It reminds me I of like, like something from back well, in the yeah, day. Well, yeah, it was a callback to that photo session from 78. With See, the silver suit, I did how like cool that. Is that. It was a good little callback. My, I don't have a problem with that. And they say members of Kiss don't care about their fans. Here's Ace Frehley putting in the time to bring back a little history. Well, and I'll tell you that the fact that Ace Frehley has been putting so many records out in the last ten years is just fucking awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah, I mean, the, like, don't bitch if you're getting you know new products Shit, from your favorite no. artists. Because Gene and Paul are, you know, they're towing the whole, well, records don't sell, so we're not doing them line. Ace, Ace, is, like, selling Ace is like, screw it, I'm going to do an album anyway. So, which I think is awesome, because he still feels the urge to play. Right, that's totally Ace Fraley. He's an artist, he wants to create, right. he feels like he owes it to the fans, even though, just like Kiss, Ace Fraley don't owe us shit, but he's still giving it to us anyway. That's so, fucking awesome. So, uh, here's, my, here's my review, I just have a few notes for each song. So I'm not going to play anything. So anyone from E1 listening, don't worry. I'm not spoiling the album. <laughs> he was um, like, "Hey, man, I would have to like download it yeah. and then like burn it into this." But I didn't cut do it that. Into that, and I I'm going, "Yeah, well, what are you waiting for?" And he wouldn't do uh, it. No, I'm I'm not going to. After he damn teased me with it, and I got to wait for the date now. I'm not going to burn bridges like other people do. I was thinking All about right. buying a freaking phonograph after hearing there was a chrome <laughs> silver version of the LP. Oh, I'm I'm buying that. That's fucking cool man yeah i'm definitely buying that okay so the first track on the album is called without you i'm nothing and this song was co-written with gene simmons and i'm pretty sure it's gene playing bass on it because yeah. he plays he plays bass on the other song that he co-wrote oh this. because you only got the download not the cd with the fold out that would tell you exactly right. who played yeah it so what. you're you're not going to get a 
total detailed review, but can't you're, wait you're just until getting, the release date. You're really just getting my thoughts on the songs. But this song was co-written with Gene. Um, the main bass riff that you hear that kind of drives the verse part of the song, you will be familiar if you're into deep tracks from Gene, like that have been on either The Vault or on, um, I think it was on Sex, Money, Kiss, on like the Lunchbox set. Oh, yeah. He had like bonus tracks on there. Yeah. And I even played the song I'm about to reference on um, one of our Kiss. Yeah, speaking di- in Tongues. Or was it spe- Yeah, it was Speaking yeah. in Tongues. Um, but we did like, you know, Kiss demos and stuff like that. Um but there's a song that Gene did called Rain Keeps Fallen that uh, it's the same riff. It's the exact same riff. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, it's, but Where's it's cool. Scott Van Zinn when you need him to help you come up with something new? Right. <laughs> there's, and as, as I get through this review, there's there's definite borrowing from past things, not only from Gene, but from Ace. Yeah, yeah. So the main bass riff is taken from Rain Keeps Fallen. You'll hear that. Um, it's a decent mid-tempo song. It's not... It's not a great album opener. I don't think it works as the album opener. And I I had kind of the same issue with um, Space Invader. I, I don't think either of the, the opening tracks are great for either album. Well, Space Invader title track, the opener? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I like the song. I just don't know that it works as the opener. I want wow. something that grabs me more. I don't know. I like that as the opener. And even Anomaly had a good opener on it. Yeah. Uh, the solo is one of the better ones on the album. And I'll get, I have a little bit of a gripe on some of his solos on this record. And I'll get to that. They rock too much. So we'll see. Aaron is incredibly biased. <laughs> Let me just state that. I um, find the solos on this Ace Frehley album are too fucking awesome for me. Okay. That's, and that's my only complaint. That's his review. So then Rockin' with the Boys is the second song. That was one of the singles that's been released so far. This has an interesting history because the title, Rockin' with the Boys, uh, was originally rumored to be the album that they started with Eric Carr. Before oh. the Elder, it was called Rockin' with the Boys yeah. when they were recording at Ace's house. Oh, nice! So I don't know Ace if this and the whole studio yeah. stuff before they brought him the Elder, and right. Ace was like, "What the fuck, Curly?" So I'm not sure if this song goes back that far because I don't know the history of it, but that's an interesting thing. Wow! Lyrically, it's a modern take on Beth, and it's a rocking song, but it's so. Not... Wait a minute, the are you saying that the album? That should have been instead of the elder, the uh-huh. hard rocking one was yeah. going to be called Rocking, rocking with, with the, the boys. boys. That's what the tapes were it's like, like labeled with. Rocking with the boys. That's what that was the working title at the time. That would have been an awful name, but a probably yeah. gas album. But um, and I didn't really like this song at first when I first heard it. I kind of I kind of was like, oh my gosh. But um, but when I heard the title. I was like, Beth, I hear you calling. Well, the, can't come home right yeah, now. it's it's the same. It's basically the same message as Beth. It's yeah. like I'm 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 working tonight. I'm rocking with the boys. You know, I'll call. I'll give you a buzz when I take a break. Hey, all members of Kiss been through it in some form right. or another. But I and I, it's really grown on me though. I it's one of those I've listened to a lot, and I it's I it's become one of my more favorite songs on the record. But um, and I'll say this: as cheesy as it comes off. If this was on a Kiss album from 1979 or 80, everyone would fucking love this song. Yeah. So, remember, this is the same guy that wrote Torpedo Girl, so let's not get too <laughs> caught up in the lyrics, okay? No, that's the thing with Ace Frehley, you know, and I talked about this when you were forcing me to listen to this against my will, even though I oh. secretly really wanted to. Overdramatic. But uh, <laughs> Ace, can he... He's known for some cheesy ass lyrics sometimes, sure. yes, but there's other moments where he's got some lyrics that are just clever as hell. Right. This, so, this is not the case. This is not the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure the guitar playing is awesome. It is. The, 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 well, I know you played it for me. Everything yeah. sounded good. So there's one gripe I have about Ace on his singing, and it's, he's not no, really naturally a singer, but on these late, this, these newer albums he does, he over enunciates stuff. Yeah. Like he will. 
he'll just the way he pronounces words is just odd. And I don't know why he does it the way he does, but his his, his vocal delivery has changed over the years. Huh, and I, was I don't know. Say, isn't that just part of his charm? But I would like to know I, if I got ever got the shot at interviewing him, I would ask him like, "You changed your vocal because you enunciate words differently now than you did back in the day." Maybe it's because he's not half in the bag. I don't know. Yeah, that that's the sobriety might affect it. I don't know. Um, I don't give a damn as long as he keeps coming out with new albums. The bridge on the song has a like an acoustic part that kind of flows underneath before it goes into the solo. And it's a, an acoustic part that will remind you of Fractured Mirror. Right on. It's real similar. I'm down with that. The solo is a letdown. I don't think the solo what? on this is very good. It's it's. Well, I guess on an Ace Frehley level, right? Well, it's and I'll, well, basically, some of these songs where it's like, you can tell he's doing one-take solos and he's not really thinking them out. And some songs that works for, Yeah. but this is one where like I miss the Ace of back in the day where you could tell he looked at his solo spot and like, okay, let me come up with something that's hummable and has a real melody line to right. it instead of just, it just sounds like he's throwing all his bag of tricks at everything. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's I like, hear you. It's I like, understand what you're it's, saying. It's not that it's bad. It's just, he's just, let, let me just wail and do the same four things I that I do in my in my solo spot on stage. And it doesn't really work in a song context. You think he needs to spend a little more time yes. being creative with his solos? Yeah. Okay. And I'll get to a and as we get near the end of the album, I'll explain how that links into this. Because I mean, Ace Frehley is known for some of the most memorable solos that I've ever heard. You know, I could hum several of them off the top of my head right now. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, I guess well, that's why I have just, a gripe about you. It. Just expect a little more from Ace. I Frehley. do. I okay. think I think he All could right. up his game on his solos. All right. Now there's a breakdown sing along thing after the after the solo that's really cool and I and he does that a few times on this album which makes the song sound a little bit more dynamic which is good and he's got a fantastic freaking band his band's great yeah it's it's, it's it's like I said if you listen to the song the first time you listen you're like oh it's cheesy listen to it like five times and I guarantee you'll start it'll start clicking in your head yeah this is a memorable song it will stick in your head right on so then we go to the track three is your wish is my command this is the other Gene co-write okay which you could tell is a Gene title totally yeah he loves songs about wishing yeah pretty much <laughs> Gene also plays bass on this song right on um it starts with this acapella gang vocal thing you know your wish is my command it's kind of queen sounding okay so even have there's even like a kid singing in it it's it's interesting musically he's really always i love my dolls yeah gotta have some kids singing in that song musically the main riff it's got a mix of like electric and acoustic guitars and it's it the music part of it mainly kind of reminds me of street fighting man by uh the rolling stones it has a similar type of chord structure to it. He just did that song on his last album. Which may be what led him to this. I don't know. Um, it's a schmaltzy song, which yeah. that's where it's coming from Gene. It's it, it's more like a, it feels like a track that could have been on the Asshole album. Yeah. It's very, it sounds like Ace it sounds doing. Sounds like a track that Paul Staley said, no way. Yeah, kind of. It's um, No way. It's Ace doing a Gene song is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Um, it's got a good solo. Uh, it's got a, a twangier tone. It almost sounds like he's playing a Telecaster on the tone. It's interesting. Yeah. Work for in your face. Yeah, this is a, it's a it's a decent song. It's it's one of those that's worth listening to. I don't know that it would make my playlist, but it, it's interesting to hear. Okay. Then we go to Bronx Boy. This was the other single that's been put out already, and and, yeah. and this one's had mixed reviews from a lot of people. I wasn't crazy about it at first, but it's just like rocking with the boys. It's grown on me. Yeah, and um, right on. Lead, I liked it when you played it for me. My the only gripe with it, it's got a lead part at the beginning that's just terrible in my opinion. But the main riff, the riffs on this song are great. 
the lyrics are will remind you of hard times. It's about like you know growing up in the Bronx and you know living on the street and you know having singing about what he knows, right? So it, it has besides a, his space experiences. Yeah, it reminds me of of that a lot. Um, That's cool. Solo I like is that stuff. The solo's okay, but it's samey and it's more of the non hummable. Just blah, 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 but it actually works better on this because it's more of like a frantic up tempo rocker riff, so it works okay. in that context. Kind of like some of them solos off of uh, Trouble Walking. Yeah, would get like that. Yeah, just it's out it's, of fucking control. Bronx Boy would not be out of place on Trouble Walking. Right on. I cool. could hear, I could hear that. Uh, then track five is Pursuit of Rock and Roll. This has an interesting story to it because um, when you when you hear it, you're first gonna the music you're gonna you're gonna go, well, that's the song Too Many Faces. It's the same basic riff from too many faces from really? anomaly Aww. but it's got distortion added to it okay but but hold the phone this song predates that because this song was rejected for psycho circus oh wow and the original title was life liberty in the pursuit of rock and roll is that a gene simmons co-write too no that this is all like this is all a title also um wow and the chorus is that's what he's saying life liberty and the pursuit of rock and roll and the chords on the chorus are going to remind you of lost in limbo from trouble walking huh so like there's a lot of ace callbacks in this in this album sometimes that works you know it's like when van halen did it you know and they picked them old songs that they never really did and brought them back up and did them you know proper and it worked really well the lyrics on this song are lame as hell. Oh, what? In my opinion. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's means well, but it's just corny as hell. It sounds like it should have been on well, Psycho like, Circus. Something like, I, Raise I, your glasses, I love, pledge I love, love, but it's about rock and roll. It's like, I love yeah. the Rolling Stones. Those boys set me free and give me some Chuck Berry. It's just, it's really, <laughs> it's really uh, amateurish on the yeah. lyric side, in my opinion. It's just not a lot of thought went into these lyrics. Yeah. The solo, there's a solo, and then the breakdown after. He's another breakdown where he kind of brings it down to just drums and stuff, yeah. and that's cool. I like that part. I suppose he heard us all raving about that song, Into the Void, and how that breakdown in that song was so badass. And mm. He's like, well, we got to put badass breakdowns in all these songs. Then we go to track six, and this is the standard, typical Ace Fraley cover song that's on every album, it seems. It's I Want to Go Back, which was originally done by Eddie Money in the 80s, which is I'm a strange saying, choice. I'm still saying the song that he should be covering is You May Be Right by Billy Joel. That would be cool. I'm telling you, yeah, that's, be great with that that's the fucking song that Ace Frehley needs to take and rock out and do a cover of. Why this song? This song wasn't that good to begin with. I like the original. I mean, I, I thought it was a good song, but um, it's a straight up faithful cover of the eddie money there's not yeah. a lot a lot of difference um i'm sure the guitar solo is a little better i'll get to that um i'd be curious to know what the motivating factor was on this one and i'm wondering if you look at the lyrics you you almost wonder yeah. if this is a plea to paul and gene because the chorus is i want to go back and go do back. it all over but i can't go back i know because you ain't offering me the right money yeah. curly apparently <laughs> um but in my opinion, it show, it's it's more proof that he's great at doing cover songs because it's yeah. a very enjoyable cover. It's faithful to the original. Um, it's better than the Joker. The solo lets me down. He keeps doing the same three to four runs on the solos. Uh, I guess. I mean, it's an Eddie Money song. How much solo can you really, is there room for? But it's not like the original solo either. Yeah. It's just Ace doing the same little three and four runs that he's done on so, so many other songs. I wish he would just put more time into those. But it's a, it's okay. It's a fun listen. Um, then we get to Mission to Mars, which is the next track. This is by far 
my favorite song on this record. Right on. Yeah, you played me this one, and I freaking loved it. This song, loved is, it. This song in my opinion, is great. Um, starts off with this little spacey instrumental piece with guitars and stuff, and then it just blasts into dare I call it a punk rock riff. It's like, right it's on, really, yeah. it's like fast up tempo and not really punk, but for Ace, it's punk and pretty hard rocking for sure. Yeah. The lyrics are what you would expect from a song called mission to Mars. It's, it's an Ace Frehley theme. song about space. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. This, All the best Ace Frehley songs are about space. It seems right? to be. Um, <laughs> the solo seems more thought out on this song or, or it's just a matter of his, the bag of tricks he breaks out works better at this tempo yeah it just it, everything fits on this song this is a really well done song i liked it a lot i could have heard this one on um the first fraley's comet album i think i think it would fit comfortably on that record then okay and at, at this point the album could have ended at this point as far as i'm concerned really yeah this, how many songs are left two okay the next one is called off my back and this song is terrible in my opinion it's just bad it's a boring pedestrian riff slow it's plotting it's a relationship song and it's a total clunker in my opinion so it's like a clunker on ace fraley standard though right i think even for ace this is a letdown i don't like this song it's a filler track and it would not even come close to being considered killer filler it's bad wow i could you could disagree i don't think i heard that one you didn't play me the bad ones yeah i'm trying to spare you (laughs) so then here's the last track it's quantum flux which is um as he always does just like he does a cover he does an instrumental at the end of the record right yeah it's tradition these are usually good i usually love all the instrumentals he does at the end of the records because they usually will have like a decent bed music of chords for him to start doing layering of lead stuff on top of yeah there's an inkling of a decent idea here but it just comes off uninspired it's just it's it's funny because it's like it's almost like him trying to be progressive or something it's it's i'm not gonna say it sounds like yes but it's it doesn't sound like ace it's i don't think ace frilly's capable of sounding like no there's no there's nothing super like complicated here it's just the 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 chords that he builds everything else off. No, of I'm are... saying Ace Frehley's too fucking awesome to sound like. Okay, yes. okay. But <laughs> that's I... for you, Kevin Williams. <laughs> oh, Not buying it through our Amazon link after that. The basic structure that he's using to build everything off of, I just think is dull. It's just not that huh. interesting. But... Is it maybe like you get to that point where you feel obligated that you have to put that? wild instrumental i guess so i mean he may ace himself may love it but just to me i think there was one of them solo albums that he did back in the day that didn't end with the with the instrumental track i think was trouble walking i don't think trouble walking ended that ended didn't that end fractured three was that on trouble walking i thought trouble walking ended with remember me maybe i'm oh yeah that's right so yeah little piece you don't have to do it little piece of trivia about uh, remember me did you know it's not actually a live song yes because i've heard the yeah. regular version of it yeah they put crowd noise onto it and at the beginning no people don't seem to to catch the joke he's like something like good evening welcome to the club rimulac in france and that's from from the Cone Cone Heads. Heads. Yeah. yeah yeah he's a he was a saturday night live fan this is his joke wow but like a lot of people that hear See, it think he's years. really playing at some club in france right yeah for years <laughs> i thought that i did too until i, I read that i was like oh shit mind blown but what I'm going to tie this up with is the funny thing about this song, even though I'm bored with this song, his lead playing on this song is way better than everything else on the album. And it's like he, if he'd view his solo spots and songs 
as he does with instrumentals and write actual yeah. musical passages instead of just throwing all these pentatonic, you know, widdly widdly things in. It, it would be a hummable solo like his old stuff. Right. Like yeah. he saves all the good musical passages for these instrumentals. It's like if he would get in the headspace of here's the eight bars for my solo, right. view that as an instrumental. As a small instrumental and on its play own. to that. Yeah, you're right. Don't I just throw everything that. into the with the kitchen sink. In. I think that's great advice to any guitar player. Yeah. You know, think it out. Make something that people are going to remember because yeah. a lot of the solos on this album are not memorable. I got to think back in the day, a lot of them solos were him just freaking ripping on the guitar and them going, okay, yeah, we're going to take this piece from here and this piece from here, and that's the solo. Now you have to learn that and play mm-hmm. it every night. Or they call Bob Kulik. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, that's, so that, that's my review of Space. Overall, I mean, I'm, sa- I'm saying there's a little bit more than an EP of great music on a full album here. Okay. Oh, that's re- my take. Okay, you ready for my Ace Frehley review? <laughs> I'm not, gee, I wonder what that's going to be. <laughs> hey, everybody. Ace Frehley's got a new album coming out, and how awesome would it be if he debuted at number one? So get your asses out there and pre-order this thing, mm-hmm. because you know it's going to be awesome all the way through. Why? Because it's Ace freaking Frehley. That's why well, me- the Spaceman from Kiss. Get out there and buy this album. Album of the year, I'm calling it now. Go ahead, go listen to it, and then hit us up on Facebook and let us know what you thought about it. That's my review. Let me underline it with it. I'm buying it, and you should too. Yeah, definitely. Because it's an Ace Frehley new album. You can't be upset about that. You're not even getting that out of Kiss. Absolutely. Is it crazy that Ace Frehley's going to outlast Kiss? It is. Never thought that would happen. That's awesome. Because I saw play Ace play in a club in the 90s, and I didn't think he'd even be alive today. (laughs) You didn't think he'd last past 93. (laughs) Hell no. So, yeah, so that's my review. All right, that's cool, man. All right, so we have a couple of other stories we want to hit real fast before we get out of here. Uh, did you see Stephen Piercy on stage recently? Yes. What they say? He mixed some pills with some booze uh, yeah, apparently and that was a bad idea? He was on, like I think, muscle relaxers or something for like a shoulder injury or a knee injury, and he decided to drink on top of those pills. That's always that's a, a bad idea. idea. And yeah, you have no control over what it's going to do to you. And the next thing you know, you've got a uh, an inebriated Steven sitting on the stage trying to sing round and round, and it just sounded bad. It was, he even apologized to the fans the next day. Yeah, he like I've had friends tell me, you know, well, he, you know, he's got a bad reputation. I'm amazed he owned up to it. I'm like, he didn't have a choice. It was right, all yeah. over the internet. You know? There's nothing you can say other than I fucked up. Slurringly awful. Yeah, yeah. Really, at this point, you know, it's not like it used to be where you could have a bad show here and there and no, no one would ever know about it. Everyone knows. That's the most press I've gotten in a while. Oh, that's terrible. It's got to be for that. Yeah. Why can't it be for the night before when they had a fucking killer show, you know? And I've heard he's done great since that night. uh, TMZ breaking news. Rat had an awesome show last night. um, I want to tip my hat to Baco from Cobras and Fire for having an awesome interview with K.K. Downing, formerly of Judas Mm -hmm. Priest. I was real happy for those guys to get that interview, and uh, and Baco did a great job. Got a lot of really interesting quotes out of out of KK on that interview. That's very cool. Like one, the thing that probably blew me away the most was that um, him and Glenn Tipton really hadn't been close for a long, long time, like decades. Yeah, like like it was a frustrating work environment, and um, apparently he the reason he quit one of one of the main reasons he quit was um, Glenn Tipton's drinking. He said, um, you know, he was drinking a lot before they would go on stage and would just be sloppy live and kk's kind of a perfectionist yeah and it's like some of those double solos weren't coming off the right way and also there was a dispute about because glenn's 
girlfriend or wife is the manager of Judas Priest. Oh, that always seems to make problems. And, Ask Queensryche, and they'll tell that, you. that's weighed heavily on, on that situation. So, Yeah, because when you got one band's member is the manager of the band, everything's always going to favor that member because yeah. it also favors the person they're married to. Especially that time when she brought in um, drawings of uh, each member that would be dressed up like... Um, astrological signs uh-huh, and stuff yeah, and, yeah. and said the next album would be recorded in Dublin. <laughs> Sorry. It's I a, knew I had to go it's, then. It's an easy joke. <laughs> you have to, when you can reference Spinal Tap, you have to. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, you know, I, I think, I think it's, I don't like the fact that KK is not with the band anymore, but I, is I also doing understand. Is anything solely? He just he put a book out. That's um, I mean he's been through a lot of financial issues. Like, so why don't he start a new fucking band and get out there and start playing? I think I may have heard that he's doing something, but I can't remember what. But he should do something. I, I, I wish mean, he would. The name KK Downing's enough to make me if they were playing somewhere in oh, Nashville. I'd I would to totally go. I don't so, care what they're playing. I'd go see KK Downing's band. It's one of those hard things though, because like I, I think it sucks that he's not in Priest, but at the same time, I think Judas Priest is. Doing well, they're great. doing pretty damn good without them. Yeah. No doubt about that. Anybody that heard that last album or seen them live recently. Yeah, and I know some people don't like Andy Sneap playing the other guitar part, but I think he's doing an admirable job. Yeah. So, And Richie Faulkner is just a an, an, an tremendous player. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, but yeah. hey, Priest is still going. And, uh, a lot of our heroes are hanging it up. It's, uh, it's, it's getting near the end for a lot of people. Yeah, well, we'll never stop celebrating the legends around yeah, here. We still got the albums. And then uh, lastly, I just wanted to bring up a story I, I just saw today, and uh, Slash is talking about the great camaraderie in the Guns N' Roses camp these days. That's cool. Which is some, That's good to hear. First, I never thought they would tour again with the, with these guys, and then secondly, the fact that they're getting along is right. amazing. The phrase, great camaraderie and Guns N' Roses, that's the first time in history that's ever been put in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, and he did a, um, in an interview, he says, uh, sitting on the outside, the Guns tour, it wasn't ever about it being whatever it ended up being, looking at it from a dollars and cents, or a status thing, or whatever other people look at it for. The actual experience of doing it and having these amazing fucking crowds and this response to the band and the band itself, just that whole thing was amazing. It was so cool, and it was such, in a way, a validating thing for that lineup. Yeah, That's why it was so much fun, and that's why we did it for so long. It wasn't because, oh, yeah, we're going to make a lot of money on it, but as a player, that's what I was getting off on. Yeah, but they also made a lot of money on it. They made a shit ton of money. We saw the prices of your tickets, Guns N' Roses. They made like half a billion or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, because only the, the the rich folk could afford to go see Guns N' Roses. That's true. I sure as hell couldn't afford to do it. I didn't go either because I couldn't afford it. But um, no definite word yet on if they're going to record, but I know Slash has said that he knows that Axel has a lot of ideas. And um, yeah. he said, you know, if things keep rolling the way they are, we, we may end up in a studio. If they can work together and it's not just Axel going, here's the songs, here's what you got to play. You know, I could see something good coming out of yeah. that. Um, is there ever going to be anything more out of Axel DC? I, I was, thought there was talk at one time that they was. were writing together and going to record together. But I'd, then I'd got, like to hear that album. But then that got kind of mucked up because there was photos that were released that somebody said they had taken from a studio in Vancouver. And first the photos showed um, Phil Rudd, like, smoking a cigarette outside the studio. Yeah. With the producer who's worked on like the last couple of ACDC albums, they're like, oh shit, it's Phil Rudd back in ACDC. And at the time, I'm like, an Axel DC record with Phil Rudd on drums? Holy shit. Yeah. 
But then another picture got leaked with Phil Rudd and the producer and Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that was the last I heard was that they were back together with Brian Johnson. But, but but there's also rumors that those photos are from the Rocker Bus sessions and they aren't new. Yeah, because, I mean, last year there was all that talk about, even earlier this year, about Angus and Axel writing and yeah. creating songs together. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, really, I, I mean, hope either way we get I'm a new I'm a big AC fan DC of ACDC. I'm a big fan of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I would love to hear that Axel DC as album. an experiment. I think yeah. I'd love to hear what they could do. I think do it together. would be fucking awesome. I, th- I do too. I think it had a, has a lot of potential to be a great record. <laughs> yeah, it's just the question is, will it actually happen? So I don't know. It's just a. Did you think you know? Ten years ago, Axel was pretty much in Vinnie Vincent territory and hiding. Right. Yeah. And like now, he's you know he's doing Guns N' Roses. He's doing ACD. Like I never would have expected Axel to be like full force out in the public again. It's pretty cool. It is cool. I would love a new Guns N' Roses album. Oh, me too. You know, yeah, a lot way of way better there. than Chinese Democracy if you got Duff and Slash on there. Yeah, I think it, there's a lot of potential there. So, but uh, but will Axel ever allow a Guns N' Roses album to be better than Chinese Democracy? And, and will it take 15 years to make it? 15 fucking years it took. Mm. Entirely too long. Yeah, I don't want to hold my breath for it. Maybe uh, you can play it at my, at my funeral because it'll come out the same week. Well, it's like it's like getting a new Tool album. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, you can you can hint around all you like, but until it's actually released, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah, Tool's going on what ten years without a new record. It's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and every year they're like, "We're close." I'm like, "No, you're not." Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I wonder if that's the same kind of thing where they're trying to create the perfect album. I don't know. Artistic people can get tied up in that, you know. I mean, take it from Axl Rose. You spend that long trying to create the perfect album, and when it comes out, it doesn't matter how good it is because it never can live up to the hype of waiting that long. Which, I never thought that Chinese Democracy was a bad album. There's songs on it I like, there's songs on it I don't like, but when I listened to it, I was like... Yeah, fifteen years. It fell flat for all the hype it had. Yeah, uh, but like, there's no. But it was the first it. thing from quotation marks yeah. Guns and Roses in that many years. Yeah, I bought it on release day too. I did too. But I was like, when I listened to it, I was like, like eh. yeah, fifteen years though, huh? Yeah, there was this some, is what you get for that. There were some good songs, but I was like, I don't know if this was worth a wait of fifteen years. Like this could have been released. You could tell that it was recorded over fifteen years because you could all the, yeah. the songs are so disjointed from right. each other. There's no cohesiveness to it. Ah, man. I'll take a new GNR album. Yes, please, and thank you. So, but, uh... As long as they sit and listen to Appetite for Destruction for a long time before they go in the studio. Right. I'm ready for Appetite 2. Oh, I'd love that lineup to get back together. That would be Shit, yeah. Yeah. What about Gilby? What about him? I don't know. I'm just saying, what about Gilby? I'm sure he's a nice guy. He is a nice guy, I'm (laughs) I'm sure. I'm not going to make a joke. <laughs> Gilby Clark, my favorite punching bag. I'm ready for a new Gilby Clark album. Well, there's one of you. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get that to happen too. Oh man. Well, that's all I had for today. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you have anything? I saw on wrestling the other night that uh, Lizzie Hale had uh, uh, put together this list for Spotify. It had something to do with WWE. Really? She's it was a wrestling fan. I guess, well, or either that or they said, a, who's, who's the most promotion. awesome rock chick out there right now? You know, and they're like, oh, that's Lizzie Hale. So they got her and she uh, curated, I guess, a Spotify list. Mm-hmm. And it had a bunch of uh, female wrestlers theme songs and some other like popular songs. But she did slip in some Black Sabbath, some Joan Jett and some Lita Ford. Nice. I still want to so, get her on the show. Shit, yeah. That's cool. 
All right, so is that it? That's yeah. the new noise, That's huh? everything I have for this week. So what do we take away from today? Kiss is going away. Yep. Ace Fraley's still going. Yep. Vote for Decibel Geek in the Ear Peeler Podcast Kings Tournament. Yeah. And that's about it. Well, and everybody chill the hell out. Oh, yeah. Chill out. <laughs> and we'll Please. see you next week. See ya. <laughs>